You are listening to the Three Witches Welcome to the Three Witches Podcast. Welcome to the Three Witches Podcast. All right. Today is Apollo here with India. And we have a very special guest today. Please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Next. Excited to be here. Okay, Next, what are you going to be telling us about today? So I'm going to be touching down on the topic of teen parents, considering Getting I am one myself. Yay. You like having a baby inside your body? <laughs> okay. Did you like having a what baby like inside your body? I feel like that would get like claustrophobic. Um, not exactly claustrophobic. I will say, um, if you have body image problems, it's oh, definitely yeah, no. hard. God. I have body image problems, so like the whole baby bump thing kind of like threw I, me for I a body loop. image problems, but I love I, the idea of like having a baby, so I don't know. See, it took some time getting used to because, like, I'm someone who genuinely doesn't like putting on weight. I wouldn't say like See. putting on weight, but right. I'm someone who's been skinny my whole life. So, like, seeing myself outside of being like a twig was definitely weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but here's my issue I never understood why most black parents they get aggravated at their daughter having kids at the age of like a teen but they also had what? their child as a teen so i never really understand them to be it better which is you know they want us to be better but like you're forcing the wrong image upon us like you forcing us to be better than you did but you're also hurting what? us in the same time forcing what? us is not kicking us out of the house that's that's just no right it's funny because my grandmother had my mother at 15 she had she had five, five kids, five, six kids before streets. the age. Uh, <laughs> she had like five, six kids before the age of thirty. And now, keep in mind, my grandmother's like fifty-four, turning fifty-five this year. So she had most of her kids before the age of thirty. Right. I was my mother had me at twenty-one. So I'm saying that, like, no matter what age you have your child at. It's more so of how you act towards the child after they're born. Right. And I, what I mean by that is like my mother and basically all of my, 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 my uncles and my aunts, they've been like very straightforward about how my grandmother treated yes. them growing up. Like my mother said, like she had to raise all of my uncles and my aunt. She was like, oh, oh, sorry. like your grandma, we have another guest, Ezreal. Right. They came in a bit late when they're here. <laughs> hi, hi. But like, yeah, my my grandmother treated them like I won't say really bad, but she was pretty absent when like my mother and my uncles and aunt was growing up. My mom was like, Yeah, I learned how to I had to take care of the family since I was like really young. And I'm like you shouldn't have had to like I get my grandmother was like a teenager and she wanted to like still have her teenage life but the way she went about that was like really I won't say really horrible but kind of horrible yeah 
Like she was always leaving for days at a time to go have fun and like disappearing without word and then magic. Giving Frank Gallagher, if you guys watched Shameless. Like it's it's, yes. Honestly, honestly, yes. But like she she was just not there in that in the parent parental mindset. Like she was so focused, like trying to get like the life she'll she's basically almost putting off because she decided to keep her kids like she was trying to get that back in her 20s and stuff like that so it was really hard on my mom because she basically raised my aunts and my uncle i know what you mean and personally i want a really large family but that's something i'm afraid of like i don't want my oldest child to be the older parent like how it always is it's more of like i feel like that that scenario only happens because like the parents themselves had to like raise their siblings if they have any mm-hmm. and i feel like you have to break the generational curse and like the cycle because like my mother my grandmother was like pretty disappointed i got pregnant at 15 but it's not like i got pregnant by choice so it was kind of like a you know, they're looking at me as if I'm this irresponsible person when I was taken advantage of, but I didn't let that cloud my decision of whether I was ready for a kid yeah, or not. you're, like, very strong for like, that. I admit, me and my mother's relationship was, like, very rocky when I told her I was keeping my child. I mean, like, she wouldn't talk to me, she wouldn't touch me, like, she wouldn't hug me or, like acknowledge my existence and i had to live with my grandmother and my grandmother was basically taking this opportunity to get money from my mother so during the whole like pregnant process i was treated i was tolerated unfairly yeah like i wasn't loved i was tolerated my mother didn't want to speak to me she didn't want anything to do with me and then many times she told me that she didn't have a granddaughter. She didn't have a daughter. She didn't have a granddaughter. Like, she wasn't claiming my kid as family. Right. And my grandmother was basically just, like, letting me do my own thing as long as I didn't spend her money. And so it was really tough, like, time period. Because it's like, you know, yeah, you're not physically yeah. hurting me, but emotionally. I'm so sorry you went through that. That must really suck. And right. it. It was really difficult because it's like knowing that the only support group I had was my friend. It was really difficult because like postpartum depression and all of that is like real. I'm like real. No one really like gets explains how deep it can like. Like what's the I don't know how to explain my question, but like can you like break down postpartum depression for yourself or how it was? Yeah. If you can. So during the pregnancy, like you will experience depression. Like that's pre uh depression. Like before you give birth while you're hi Nezzy. Like before you even give birth, you experience depression. And usually, like for me anyway, I won't speak for any other pregnant woman or person, but for me. I was really like sad because like my family knows that I was in a really vulnerable situation and seeing that my grandmother had been in this situation, although she more or less 
had a choice in getting pregnant or not. I did not. I was assaulted by my stepdad. So emotions were already running high. And then when they found out I was pregnant, emotions were just, they were up there. And I mean, like, up there. Everyone was upset and, like, angry. And, like, like my mother fault. and my dad were placing oh my gosh. Like, you, you didn't get a choice in that, though. Right, and it's but, so right, aggravating, but, but the more so part... Oh, sorry for cutting you off, Nyx. It's fine, go ahead. But, but more so, the most part, it is mostly, like, parents. They be, they be degrading their daughters for this. Yeah. And the thing is... No. The thing yeah. is... They don't respect us after we have a baby at the age of that, you know, teens. But you had kids in your teens, and you proceeded to be a strong, independent person. But you can't support your own child to be an independent person for themselves after they're doing this on their own without your help. And it's just I, aggravating. Because a little background on my mother. She, she was like what every teenager wants to be in high school. Like, she was a you know, a popular loner, like, she knew a lot of people, but her friend group was small, she played basketball, and she was really good at it, like, you know, she's what every teenager wants to be when they're in high school, which puts, like, her expectations towards me, like, I know really high, because she's an I'm sorry. she's an omni, so, like, she's really, like, you know, extroverted when she wants to be, or when she needs to be, but she's a, she's a very, uh, private person when it comes to like deep stuff so like she expected me to be like this outgoing person who can like you know make friends and talk to people and not like get anxiety from it and as a kid i admit i was like that but she kept that expectation like throughout my whole life as i was yeah i I kind of relate to that like my mom she was the teen she was like the nerdy teen so she was like not attractive but she had like really good grades and so for me she was like you're an attractive girl like and you can get good grades so like i had that expectation to be not only popular excelling in school and you know in all these sports like that's what she wants from me because she didn't get all that right so like my my mom like she uh even got a scholarship to college. But what I never knew is that like my mother never actually wanted to go to college for basketball. She wanted to be a doctor, but you know, that's like four more years of college and she's not, yeah, she's not a college person. So she was like, you know what? I'll see where basketball takes me. And then she dropped out of college. And there's nothing wrong with that. College isn't for everybody. I don't yeah. plan on going to college. People, I know like plenty of every people story about people dropping out of college, it's because they don't choose what their heart wants. Like, they mm-hmm. don't go after what they right. actually desired. Uh, I remember... Like, um, my grandmother's yeah. kind of had that, like, that secret animosity towards because she's like... um. When your mother found out she was having you, you know, she left college and all of this stuff. I'm like, she didn't even want to go in the first place. So me being like my mother's only child and the first grandchild, I had so many expectations put on me. And like they, since my mother gave birth to me at 21, my grandmother thought, oh, the curse is broken or whatever. Like she wanted my mother to break the curse and she did. But when I got pregnant, they were all very like upset at me because like, I'm back yeah. in this position. Right. I mean, all my life as a, what? well, not all my life, but ever since I, be- I say since I became attractive, so around eighth grade, 
I've had this expectation that I was going to be a teen mom because I was, I'm a very flirty, silly girl and I'm pretty. So I've had a lot of people tell me like, oh yeah, you're definitely going to have a kid young. And so I feel like each year <laughs> that goes by, I feel like I'm winning an award low key. Cause I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't let everyone down again. Or, you know, I didn't become what they think I would yeah. be. I definitely get it. I, it's really hard for me. Keeping the mentality was like really hard. And I don't think like for everyone, it's going to be easy. Especially like, I feel like it's only really easy for people who like plan for it. And even and like people who plan for it have really hard times. So for me, you know, knowing what I got when I went through. I mean, oh yeah, let me let me keep saying. Um, it was pretty difficult for me. All right. I mean, for me and my mom, not to put her down or anything, but like she was a good, she's a good parent, and I just have issues with some of the things that she do, such as like she doesn't want me to do bad in school and i understand that point but like you're forcing the expectation on me you want me to get all a's b's and c's but sometimes i can't always do that like i'm trying my hardest but i can't always get there and like it feels like you're forcing an expectation on me including when she found out i myself was not a part of the like straight you know spectrum and she was like well you know you can't do something with a boy and then go to a girl Why? and i'm like literally well Sorry. i thought it was well like yeah it was my my experience like going through the whole nine months it was it kind of felt like i was in a movie because it's like you know every if you've ever like seen any movie that is based around or loosely based around like teen pregnancy you know mm. it always starts off with the Oh, the the poor the poor girl got assaulted or whatever by a family member or someone she thought she could trust, and then that resulted in a pregnancy. And the fact that it went down exactly like that, it was that weird. I wouldn't say weird, but like you, you all get. I have a question. Okay, right? Is he like in jail now? Is that like um, actually not as of right now? See, the case is still an ongoing thing. Yeah. This month, actually, I will be going to court for it. So hopefully, he will hopefully be. Lock hopefully, lock him up. Yeah, but like, yeah. yeah, but like, my, my mother and my grandmother have always had, like, this expectation of me to, like, do bigger, better things that they couldn't do. And it's like, they pick the things they want me to do and completely dismiss the things I like. And so going through that, like keeping that in mind when I was pregnant was really hard because it's like, you're getting mad at me for something I had no, like no power in. You're getting mad at me for a situation I was completely vulnerable in. And then how you're acting towards my child who isn't even born yet. Where's the support? Where's the love? Like I was taken advantage of, and instead of focusing on that and how I'm feeling mm -hmm. right now, you're focused on what's growing inside of me. And like, yeah, I had like I had nine months to come to terms with the fact that I didn't exactly know 
whose child this was. Because the, the reason I kept my child was because I thought it was my boyfriend's. But I knew that there was a possibility that it could have been my assaulters. So I had nine months to, like, try and figure out if I wanted to accept that or if I wanted to believe that it was my boyfriend. Mm. And I I wanted to believe it was my boyfriend's, but that voice of doubt never left my mind. I always knew it was going to be a possibility. Like a paternity test or did you just, like, know right away? See, my, <laughs> unknowingly, when I was at the hospital, well, not unknowingly, but when I was at the hospital, they uh, they took her blood so they could have it on file. And I still have the little card that they used for it, too. I carry it in my wallet with me everywhere. But, like, oh. um, they, they have her blood on file, so that means they have, like, mm-hmm. her DNA and everything. And my mother, like, because she's my legal guardian slash parent, she also, like, knows about the things that goes on with my child because if anything happens seeing as how i don't have a will set mm-hmm. up legally yet if anything happens she automatically goes to my mother or my father oh. and like so she knows like she knew before i did and i think i want to believe that she was only keeping it from me for my best interest but on the night she found out i was pregnant like it was horrible and, like, I still haven't forgiven her for that because she's never apologized for it. Right. So it's, it's very, it was very hard. And it still is Sorry. hard, even though that, like, she's here now. It's so hard because it's like, yeah, my friends are supportive of me, but the people I want to be here. Yeah, for like, you're, you're, the support system you're supposed to have isn't supporting you when you really need them. Um. Yeah, and, like, now that I've, like, I was like everyone else who thought, you know, like teens, oh, like, yeah, you may have been in an unfortunate situation, but like, why don't you like abort it or like put it up for adoption? Like, I was one of those people before I was in the situation. And like, I really get it now because I like when you first find out, like you're so in shock that you don't want to believe it. And I was in shock. I took two different tests. I took a digital one and a manual one. And when they both came back positive, I was like, what? And so my automatic, like, reaction was to, like, think of ways I could, like, get an abortion, whether it be at a clinic or at home. And I was having my friends help me, like, with that. And then once I really slept on it and, like, on the thought of I had a human growing inside of me, I was like, all right, for two weeks, to keep it. If in those two weeks I can't grow attached to it, it will go. I don't know. It took me approximately three days to get attached to the little embryo inside of me. Mm-hmm. I kept well, it. That's cool. I mean, personally, I don't know. I'm pro life. Well, not pro life. Whoa. Pause. I'm pro. Cho- I'm pro choice mm-hmm. for everybody, but I think for myself, I'm pro life because I just love. I love babies. I love pregnancy. I love families. Um. Like, think about it. Like, there's nothing wrong with being pro life mm-hmm. for yourself. Like, when you think about it, and I I think I'm pro-life for myself. I don't know. This is my first pregnancy. First time I've ever gotten pregnant, so I really couldn't make a, a actual decision for myself. But, like, in that moment, I really thought about it. It was like, I've seen, I've heard, like, many, like, many people tell their abortion stories. And it's like, I know for a fact that if I get one, I'm going to be violated I, even I, further. 
And worse is that there are people outside of the abortion clinics judging yeah. you already. And they oh. don't have any story. And when you tell them nine times out of ten, they don't care. And I just mentally couldn't handle being violated any further than I I always had. hear abortion so- stories and the women afterwards, they always say they regret it, which it's either they always say they regret it or in the future it's the opposite where they're like okay i'm glad i waited until the right time to have kids but most of the women they still say they yeah. miss that child even though they never really grew attached so that's why that's concerned because i'm yeah, i'm such an emotional person i feel like i would cry every night to myself all right it's it's um definitely when i like tell people i'm a teen parent their first like their first reaction or response is, oh my God, you're so irresponsible. Without even asking me like what my story is, their their first response is, oh my God, you're so irresponsible. Or, oh my, like, you know, very negative responses. And even like, I'm very open about it on my TikTok. Like I post about it in case like other teen parents come across it. Like I want to use at least one of my platforms for a safe space. And like, when I t- I've had so many people in on in my comments like tell me they did not care that I was assaulted, and basically still calling me like irresponsible for the fact I kept my baby. Cause like, oh, what about financial? Like, how are you gonna financially support your child? Or, you know, like they start coming at me with a whole bunch of ifs and buts and all of that. And I'm like, if I'm not hurting my child, if I'm if I'm doing what's best for my child what's the problem my child needs everything she needs and not everything needs to be bought with the money Mm -hmm. out of my pocket some people actually have good hearts and they donate and there's nothing wrong with me taking things that people donate or give to me out of their heart yeah you're really beautiful and she's like the cutest baby ever thank you like, I have a problem with people looking at me thinking, like, I'm some charity case or, like, some victim. Like, I really hate it. But there are times where it's acceptable to ask for help. And I still, I will admit, I still very much have a problem asking for help when I really I mean, but it. you you deserve it. Like, after all you all that you've been through and you've decided to keep your child and you're doing a great job raising her, you definitely, like, deserve a lot of help. And I feel like people like really try to downplay my intelligence all because I'm 16. It was like, you yeah. don't understand how the world works and this, that, and the third. I was like, I can have a debate with a grown adult and win because most people think with their emotions instead of logic. And there's nothing wrong with thinking with emotions. Some things need to be argued with emotions. Right. But the way the world is today, sometimes I very much regret keeping my daughter because this isn't a place i want her living in yeah especially Mm -hmm. where her body autonomy Mm -hmm. is being taken away in some states where there's a chance she'll what i when there's andrew tates out there in the world i'd be scared (laughs) right i don't want her having to look over her shoulder in fear rest of her life and the fact that Disgusting people really have no limits as to what they'll like as to how far they'll take it. Like I know elderly women who have been assaulted. I know I've seen countless parents 
on countless social media apps talking about how people are being disgusting towards their toddlers. And I know I've heard this one story of where this three-month-old baby was raped by the mother's no. boyfriend. And no. Yes. No. This reminds me, um, sorry for cutting you off, but like, this reminds me of that case that was on like TV. It involved a man, he was elderly, he was working in a daycare. He sexually assaulted a three year old and a five year old. These were babies, were these were barely even really toddlers, and he literally traumatized these kids for life. And it started with their childhood, everything stems from your childhood from there on out. It decides what's going to really happen to you as a person mm-hmm. in the future. And I really don't like understand when people ask, "Well, what was right. she wearing?" Mm-hmm. or "How much drinking?" It doesn't matter if this person is a bad like if this person has bad intentions. It doesn't right. matter what their victim is wearing. I hate when somebody likes to make excuses for the assaulter. Like, "Oh, boys will be boys." Like, what? No, bring these people accountable. Because what if that was your mother? Would you say that to your mother? Would you say that to a family member they of just... your own? You'd be livid if somebody of your own family was taken advantage right. of, would you not? And then hearing like people's stories of their family like treating them very poorly over something that was not their choice and they had no control over it, honestly makes me very upset that I had a daughter in the yeah. first place. Like, I feel like life would be so much easier if she was a man. And I'm not, like, dismissing, like, the problems that men go through. Of course, you need a lot of help but, <laughs> mentally. Like, they need, they need yeah. mental support. Of, of course, suicides are men, and I feel very yeah, bad for that. Suicide rate. But it's not disrespect that men's own enemy yeah, is a man. Too. Men say all the stigma and all the threat all in the, the world problems come from and guys to begin with it's always it always right. boils down to a man's world and when someone tries to speak out about it they start throwing all these like statistics and it's like no one's denying that but if you look at here this is a little girl i i was a little girl I got taken advantage of by this 48-year-old man, and you're mad at me? And so, it's like, my whole pregnancy, I really, was really, like, eye-opening, because people really treated yeah, me I'm different. Right. Like, also, but- Nick, I heard about what happened to you. I think it was you one day where they were like, someone punched you in the stomach oh. near the, um, First of all, we should ask hall. her if she's comfortable talking about Like, gee. Oh, my bad. Actually, no. See, most I don't even know that. I didn't even know that many people at school. But like when I I had went into labor at school, like at like twelve in the afternoon, like right after lunch had ended, right after fourth lunch had ended, I ended up going into labor and like. Did you get like? Did your belly get really big? Like. Yeah, actually, um, because it was my first pregnancy, and I was very skinny before my belly Mm -hmm. started popping. For me, it was very big. For, like, medical... I want to say... I don't want to say medical purposes, but, like, 
everyone at my clinic was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, you're very small to be as far along as you are. You'll probably, like, pop out really big towards the end of it. It never really happened. I stayed, my stomach stayed small to the look. Like, it felt very big, and it was very heavy, but because mm-hmm. it was my first, I didn't really pop out as much as everyone thought I would. Hey, hi. But, um, like, yeah, I had went into labor in the middle of the hallway, and two weeks later, everyone's telling me, like, oh, there are rumors about you. It's like, I don't even know that many people. Right. They always care when it's somebody else's business, but it's never their business. Right, baby. Like, some people were saying I had my baby at school. I was like, no. I had my baby in the hospital four hours later after I went into labor. And, like, I was hearing all of these things. People were saying that I was, like, 14 and pregnant. 13. I'm like, I'm in six. Where did y'all get this from? And then some people were saying, no, I remember this one girl. She was an old friend of mine. And she got mad at me because I didn't want like her talking about certain topics around me because of my personal, like, you know, past with it. Right. And two months later, she was talking shit about me. She was like, Yeah, um, she should have aborted her child or whatever like i don't feel bad for her excuse you and apollo i think you know about this because this is angelic like i uh posted all of our screenshots on my story and uh-huh. she was basically telling me to like go get raped again no and all way. this other stuff and i came for her ass that one day i was like bitch you talking all that shit when you probably stink and smell like shit through all the malls you talking so much shit but if that happened to you you would have did the same motherfucking thing yes this is gonna be in the podcast yes y'all gonna be cussing because who the fuck are these people to tell somebody what they can and can't do bitch you can't control your motherfucking life for cutting you off but like what really hurts the most is like I was with her through all of her like major things and I don't even care if I'm putting her business out there anymore because you don't no one in their right mind tells a victim to go relive their trauma. So I'm all for eye for an eye. So if you want to disrespect me, I'm gonna disrespect you back. And you brought my kid into it when it was a thing, when it was an argument between us. So hey, thank you, baby. See, my daughter agrees with me too. But like I was there for her like she was living in a hotel the whole entire school year before she had moved and like her mother was very abusive towards her and I supported her through that because I know how it feels at some point I was homeless like I had to live me and my mother had to sleep in U-Hauls and we had to sleep in hotel rooms and sometimes in our own car because we had no place to stay and this was like for a year and some change maybe two years and I was like six so I know what it's like to be homeless and not have a permanent place to stay. And my mother is very abusive, physically, emotionally, mentally, like she's all of that. And I supported her through that because I related. And you're talking about my child in a very disrespectful manner because of a problem you brought forth to me. It makes no sense. So it's mm. people like that that really makes like the whole having a child young thing really headache inducing. Especially, like, try to, like, be supportive of other parents. And I will sit here and argue back and forth all day with people who are, like, um, teens shouldn't be, like, fucking or whatever. It's, like, it's a hormonal thing. You name one, name one adult who isn't a hardcore Christian that was not fucking in their teenage years. It's a hormonal thing. You're telling a teenager not to be hormonal. Like, telling someone to not be hormonal. 
I, the way I started to think of a certain person in India when they yeah, I did too. I was like, I was, I was like, side eye. <laughs> like, follow not too much. Like, it's it's ridiculous. It honestly not- is. Like, I people think like I'm telling like teenagers to go out and have sex or whatever. I was like, no, they're gonna do that anyway. Like, that's what teenagers do. That's a normal right. thing. Any medical professional, ask a therapist, a also, doctor, a psychiatrist. Upcoming a years psych- to becoming a teen, you're most likely already getting exposed to that. You're already, your hormones are ready for that. Literally. It's that just leading up to the moment you become a, a full teenager. But like, okay, I'm sorry for cutting you guys off real quick, but I got to touch on, on the, the thing that's like, okay, so it's like this. Y'all, it is not okay to shame a female for having sex, but promote a male for having sex. That's not okay. At all. My god, I get so sick and tired of these teen girls, like, facing so much backlash for getting pregnant, but the dude is like, oh, yeah, I did that, yeah, whatever, I'm gonna leave her, I don't care, and they're and they're encouraging that? Ridiculous. And it's it's the double standard is crazy because you're going to shame a woman for a woman, girl, whatever, for being a single parent or for having kids. So many, so many kids, but you're not going to blame the father for leaving and not being a man and stepping up. Right. It's crazy. I I really for all the teen girls who are like struggling with this by themselves because like i was more or less like that and it was most definitely hard and there's a couple times during my daughter's newborn stage that were like really mentally toll taking on me and that part right there like in the newborn stage it's so hard if you already aren't mentally stable it becomes like 10 times harder Cause like you're barely getting any sleep, like you you're not um, like the postpartum depression. Like there are so many things that make the newborn stage so difficult. Like I was waking up every three hours, two hours, an hour, sometimes less, to like her crying and being hungry, and I had to feed her or change her or whatever. And I got really overwhelmed with it because I have insomnia, so I already can't sleep well. And then with the little bit of sleep I am getting being interrupted every five minutes, I was starting to hallucinate and become delirious. Like, I almost really hurt me and my daughter because, like, I was so out of it. Tied in, like, the postpartum, like, I was really not okay mentally. And I had no one to really help me with that. Like, my mother was basically sitting there in my face laughing, talking about some, yeah, it's not as easy as you thought it would be, right? I'm just standing there and I'm like, instead of being supportive and trying to help me through this because you've been through it, you'd rather just sit here and let me drown in my own tears because I'm over. Then she's going to be surprised when you keep her granddaughter from her in the future. And they always be like, why do my kids not see me? Girl, you know what you did. Oh, right. Like all of my friends know that the moment I turn 18, I don't plan on having contact with anyone. That's my dad. Unless it's my dad, like, my dad may have been the reason, like, all of my mental health issues have, are even a thing, but me and him have talked about it, and, like, it took, I am a little upset that it took me getting pregnant for him to, like, actually be around, 
But once me and him like really talked about it and made up and like came to a mutual agreement that I'm not mad at him anymore, I realized that my mother has always been the problem. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard because like you know he's like I'm I am disappointed in you for having a baby so young, like. I, I'm disappointed in you for deciding to keep it because, like, you know, it's it's a hard thing being a parent. He has two other kids. So, mm-hmm. like, but, like, he was really just, men, he was just so supportive. Like, way more supportive than my mother. And I think my whole pregnancy, having him there, at least having him there or knowing I could, like, you know, have him to turn to really helped. There were times where I forgot food was on the stove and almost burned the house down or fell asleep in the tub with the water running, unlocked the door in the middle of the night and left it open. Like there were so many instances that could have been very bad. And there and during postpartum, like everyone talks about the oh, I'm so depressed and I don't want to take care of myself. But most people don't talk about like the dangerous side of it. Like postpartum is not just like not not just like regular depression like oh i want to kill myself no it brings your child into it too it's like an intrusive thought it's like a i what if i it's it's how do i explain it's like when i was having my postpartum all i could really think about was just like hurting my child which really scared me because i didn't want to hurt my child and these were just like very prominent and consistent thoughts. Like, like I can name three things right now that or really like you like thought you wanted to. Like these, these are like things that I'd sit for five minutes and actually put thought into. And these, and this scared me because like this is my first time experiencing postpartum, and I was so like I was so depressed. I wanted, I wanted to hurt her. I wanted to hurt me. Like I wanted all of this to like be over with i there were moments where i wish i had an abortion like if you name it i probably had thought of it in that time period there were times where i wanted to drown her and it scared me because i really didn't want to hurt her i don't want to hurt her but it was your intrusive thoughts getting to you basically that's basically all post postpartum is it's your intrusive thoughts getting so loud that you want to act on it it's to a point where you can't do nothing but think about it. And some right. some people, like some mothers do act on it. And unfortunately, they hurt their children. And I feel very bad for them because I know that like that's not something you can just easily shake away. Right. It's, it's not something that you can easily just get rid of. You can't just like try and distract yourself from it. It's like, oh, here, I'm going to go do this, that, and the third or whatever. No, it is a constant thing in the front of your head. And it's scary. And it kind of upsets me that really no one talks about that side. Like, they mention it, but they don't get in-depth with it. Like, it's it's very dangerous. Like, we need to bring awareness to it. Because me, I thought it was just a, oh, like, I'm going to be too depressed to, like, take care of myself or shower or whatever. And I'm over here having thoughts about harming my child. Right. And... It was just so hard not knowing that, like, I was going through all of this and feeling all of this, and no one was there to comfort me. And this brings me to my subject about when I was, when my mom told me the true story on how I was really born, she was explaining how 
she more so was trying to get pregnant to have a baby with her girlfriend. So she did, right? And my mother, my grandma, who was her mother at the time, wasn't really supporting her. You know what I mean? I mean, she was supporting her, but like my mom didn't want to have the baby because her girlfriend broke up with her, and this brought my mom into like a deep depression. She didn't want to have me. Like she was really planning on not doing. It. She was trying to have an abortion. But mind you, my grandma didn't want that. She said, no, you're not going to abort my first grandchild. So my mom had to go through the pregnancy phase and everything. And my mom was in a deep depression from this. Like, she couldn't really do things. But she was more so trying to look on the happy sides. When she had me, she really did care for me a lot. Because I remember most memories from my childhood with her. And it was so fun. But what my grandma didn't know, what my mom didn't know she was going to do, my grandma was going to do is, she didn't know... My grandma was going to take me from my mother around, I wasn't even two months yet. She didn't know that. So that really hurt my mom to her core. And she was crying about it. Like there are literally pictures of her crying about it. And even when she would try to go to court to get me back, my grandmother would not let me visit her, see her. Even now, my grandma is like picky with me seeing my mom. Mind y'all, I'm about to be 17 and I still hasn't been with my mom as much as you would think. I only see my mom at least now, like, I only seen her for, the last time I seen her was three months ago. I seen oh, her like, three months ago, and it's just a shame. Like, it really, like, the whole, like, having the embryo growing you, having the bump, giving birth, like, that whole entire process in and out of its own. Like, the, the moment you know you're going to have a baby, your emotions like everything is just so much more question how was your relationship with your boyfriend while that was going on he i actually ended up running away and going to go stay with him and his stepmom because like me and my mom were obviously were were obviously not in a good place so i felt really threatened by everything she did because she did do very threatening and very dangerous things to me, which I'm debating on if I want to say or not. To. It's fine if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, the, it's the fact that, you know, overshare. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all, all up right. to you. I'm fine if you do. You're fine if you don't. But... My, my boyfriend and his stepmom were very supportive of me. He made me feel very safe and loved. It was more oh, so when he found out that the baby wasn't his when everything started like mm-hmm. crumbling. Did he understand? Right. Like, what was his reaction? I guess he he was just, he was just upset that you know. He, I want to say he was really understanding. I want to say that he was more so like, I've been taken care of, or I've been, you know, caring for a kid that isn't mine. Why should I stay? Type of situation. And that really hurt because he did leave. He he left me because the baby wasn't his. And I haven't talked to him since. It's been a year. Yeah, I'm sorry. Jeez. Yeah, like it's it's been a while, and I've haven't had contact with his stepmom. Like I considered her to be kind of like a second mom to me. She treated me so good, and what she found out. Or I'm guessing she, he told her and spin the stories of his his own little way, but like she wouldn't, she didn't want to talk to me no more. Right. And I was completely like discarded by them, and that hurts a lot because his stepmom was so good to me. 
welcomed me into her home and took care of me when I really needed it. And I stayed with her twice. The second time I stayed with her for like three months. Right. Like it was it was very good in the beginning. And then once the truth came out, it was very bad, which is why I'm with my current boyfriends now. They oh. are amazing and I love them. And they treat Nezzy I- as if she is her own. She I is did have their an issue own. with one of them. I did have an issue with one of them. Okay. See, <laughs> he's good. I promise. But like, if it's 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 a wishy washy thing. He won't see this part of the story anyway, since I'm about to hide it from him. But you know, he said the T slur when I was like, there are tall people that go to my school, and I was like. I was like, dude, you know, there's, you know, there's tall people that go to tall girls that go to my school. I see a lot of them, and he was like, "T alert." I can't say the slur, but you know, "T alert," and I'm like, "What?" Okay. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I was like, he's a better person. It, it's mm. he's a better person, he's right? Better look person. at us defending our men. I always have to. Girl, men. I mean. Mm. <laughs> um, I love men. Mm-hmm. You know I do. We know. Feel free. Trying to get down. My bad. I, but made yeah. him certain things. I promise you, he's a lot more educated now. I'm proud that he's a lot more educated. You go through certain things that'll help you understand stuff better in life, and that's yeah. actually good. You got to learn lessons. Yeah, like um, seeing how he acts. Like, seeing how he treats my whole situation and my daughter, it definitely makes our relationship grow and flourish in more ways than just one. And it's amazing. He's met my father. My father absolutely adores him. And he's just, he's grown. He's really grown. I'm 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 glad you got, like, a little happy family and love story out of all this. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. But, like, yeah, it's it's very hard being a teen parent. And I applaud any teen out there who was in my situation or who got pregnant from their boyfriends or whatever. Any teen who finds themselves in a situation of having a kid or already has one, I want to give them their flowers. I appreciate them and I support them so much. And I think when people hear that, they're like, oh, you think teens should go out having kids? I never said that. Never said that. But, like, I, I really appreciate, Everyone like, how they are. Because, yeah, I definitely knew, like, having a kid this young would not be easy. But I think I really underestimated, like, how hard it would really be. Right. And knowing like the toll it's taken on me and like the positions it's put me in, I I'm proud of myself that I've actually I'm seeing it through. And knowing that I'm about to be 18 next year, it really just I'm proud of myself because I didn't even plan on making it past 13. So the fact that I'm about to make it to 18 with my daughter, I'm just proud. And I think I have the right to be proud of myself after everything I've endured. And it's just, I'm really happy doing a great job. I just, like, 
I'm more so like I I kept my daughter because like she made me better myself. I she makes me want to better myself. I have a lot of things that I want to offer her in the future, and I have a lot of things that I want to teach her, and I want to make her a good person who contributes to society. <laughs> both sides of society not just for women or whatever she chooses to identify as in the future right. i'm just really happy that i found my reason to keep going even if i have no plan even mm. if i have no plan i'm just glad that i'm gonna keep going right um, she's amazing oh yeah so another thing we were supposed to touch down on today was wait, Nick, are you done or not? Oh, fine. I'm, I'm done. All right. The next thing we're supposed to touch down on today, we were supposed to bring awareness to this subject since it's actually gonna affect the world and how we actually live. We're supposed to be talking about the Willow Project. Yes. And do you want to explain to them what it's about? No. Please, you gotta explain it because I barely understand that. Um. Much. And actually, I really would like to touch down on that. I don't understand, like, the whole thing behind the Willow Project. Like, I understand it's bad for, like, Alaska and the environment, but I I really don't know much about it. So, basically, from what I learned, Joe Biden, was trying to, I think he was trying to proceed with the Willow Project, which is, like, getting more oil from alaska which is actually bad for the environment because it's melting the polar ice caps it's melting icebergs in alaska and it's killing the polar bears polar bears would drown from the oil and die their fur would start to become brown like dirty due to it and it's like fossil fumes are going to be in the air that's going to mess up the environment even more that can affect how we live don't understand the impact climate change has on us like i feel like the the stigma around it people just think like the earth is getting hotter when that's when that's partly it but it's not all of it if you think about it hurricane matthew was like literally the first sign that mother nature is mad of us because look on hurricane matthew there was a face when they did a thermal scan of the hurricane there was a face in the hurricane and i was like Mother, Ma- Mother Nature is so disappointed in all of us at this point. No, because I don't think anyone, like, I feel like no one remembered how in the summer we had, like, a hundred plus degree heat waves. Like, people were dying because it was so hot outside. California is on fire the whole entire I'm summer. I'm upset about how people do not. Sorry. I'm more upset how people do not care about the people in the future. Like, yeah, we're fine right now, boiling to death. But what about, like, years and years down the line when it's really, really bad for whoever's left on Earth? Like, it's it's not good. Like, what about about your kids, your grandkids, your great-great-grandkids? Like, you're not not even thinking thinking selfishly for my own generation, my own family. I'm thinking about the future of random strangers out there. I'm thinking about the little animals that are going to go through this and nobody seems to care they're doing this eight billion dollar oil um extraction in alaska not worried about the animals not worried about the ice caps not worried about anything 
And the fact that we kind of need the Earth to, like, survive. Currently, this is our only planet we have. Even though we're looking at others, this is what we have right now. Even if we go to another planet, it's going to take a long time to build what we have here. So... There was this one... Oh, wait, my bad. Um, There was this one thing I came across. There was this artist, and he was explaining how... It was, like, this little, I would say, a skit. That's what they would call him. So, basically, he was explaining... It was, like, a skit on how no jobs could be found on earth anymore because all jobs were occupied so they created a planet on mars they created a space on mars a space we could be in there's a dome that allows them to breathe air right and as you go there you get daily supplies of food so after a few months of them being there they started to realize food shortage was happening and there were no more jobs available and one day the little kid talks to his dad he was like dad what's that on the dome and as that minute that the dad looked up he froze in fear and he was like the dome is cracking and i was like wow what if that actually happened but that actually seems like something what happened all right to cut you off um have you seen about the greta what's how do i say her last name thunberg thunberg theory thing about her being like a time traveler to tell us about um global warming i believe it Global warming is going to kill us in the though? future. That's what we got to do. Picture? Hold on. Yeah. I'm going to find the picture. Global warming's only like down. I feel like global warming's played down as much as it is because people always think there's like some hidden meaning behind these things. Like, oh, you're only saying this because it's a political thing or it's because it's a trend as of right now. Nobody's going to care in like a few months. It's just a trend. Like, People downplay it because they always think there's some ulterior motor. Like people talking about, like, oh, the teenage girl is trying to save, like, the animals again. Like, why is it, like, a teenage girl thing? Like, why can't it be, like, why are we not all worried about this? Why are we trying to make it seem like it's a bad thing to care about the Earth? Right. The planet. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's so weird. Because you plant on the on on this planet eat meat and in order to get meat you need animals and in order for animals to thrive and survive and live they kind of need a clean environment to do so even if you think about it as well plants would die as well even for if you eat veggies plants would die and vegetarian which side side mini conversation i think that vegans like people who like only eat like plant things and preach how killing animals is horrible are so hypocritical right. because they breathe air this is what i'm saying you guys if you haven't voted for the willow project i suggest you guys do vote <laughs> to have it taken down unless the vote's already been done i don't know you can't like vote for it it's already been it's already happening um find off of that's it. a shame yeah. it's been passed Anyway, it's been passed. You see this so. picture of her? Are you guys looking? Shoddy. I'm looking. This reminds me of how like there was like every musical artist is related to somebody in the past. Like they literally like, look the same. Like reincarnation. Like, this also. Reincarnation exists, guys. I don't care. Oh, you can't God. tell me otherwise. Theory behind reincarnation. It's uh but, like, I love I it. I feel like Greta Thunberg, she's such a needed activist, but like nobody's really 
I feel like we're all listening, right? Same with the Black Lives Matter movement. We all listen, but there's no one actually doing things to make change happen. And she's one of those people that, you know, right. she's speaking about it, telling us how we need to make a change, but nobody's actually doing it. So, like, it's crazy. Everyone wants to pin, like, the most serious things on just like oh it's just a liberal thing or oh it's just a conservative thing like no this is things we should all be worried about no matter what like, side you're like on politics should not have anything to do with taking care of our planet like whether you like biden or whoever the hell you should focus on i'm sorry the planet on your family on people like most conservative people all they care about is taking care of their little family so Right. Like, I'd just like to point out the only people who think that everything is rooted in politics are conservatives. I and like I I saw this thing like I saw this thing on TikTok and it was like you know I, there's this person made like a really good like a really good standpoint. It's like patriots or not patriots liberals always say that you know like they this world needs to be changed or whatever, but they should just leave and the guy was like well if a real person or a real patriot or someone who really loves the country sees that there needs to be changes they wouldn't leave they'd make those changes happen because it'd be better for the country or whatever as a whole you're the only people trying to bring down what I the image like of most america sorry to cut your like the most Hong american thing to do is to progress like america is one of the fastest progressing countries we're a progressive country so this country and Japan. Patriot, we can do is keep changing the better. but i feel like the only reason we're like taking so many steps back is because we're letting the country be run by mm -hmm. hypocrites and like you're preaching free like pledge of allegiance you're preaching freedom for all but it's only freedom for all as long as they're rich, white, a man. Right. And there, there's other thing is where they're like, they're preaching freedom for all, but you guys are not talking about what's going on in Mississippi with the Jim Crow laws. Like... It's freedom for all, but the moment someone's fleeing their home country because it's too dangerous for them there... Yeah, like we tell someone to leave because they're not, they're not the same skin color as you. And talking funny, about white, pure race. White people are the are the main ones that are saying go back to where you came from. No, wait, not where wait, you go came back from. to where you came You're from. Didn't you bring me here? <laughs> like, right, right. Like, you belong in England. Let's be real here. Go back to Europe. Yeah. You're gonna tell me to go back where I came from. Tea and crumpet. I was gonna say, um, our I feel like our country is the world. I shouldn't say our country. The world is coming becoming corrupt because of money like that's all people care about that's why that's why they're mining yeah, the oil right now because they know they can make money off of it and i'm not thinking about the has like, on the world all people care about is Just money at this point like i care about money too don't we all but like this reminds me when i was learning about apollo's my um higher beings are their dimension aka the fourth dimension <laughs> He was explaining how it works, and he was like, yeah, here we don't have any money. We live off the lands. We've never had to make money, but we have clothing. And it's more so about 
they don't need money at all. They're good without it. They live off land. They still eat meat. They just don't pay for it. Like there's no form of currency there, nor is there a form of time. They're in a place where you can see through things and the higher existence. People don't know how to see outside their own personal gain. Like there's no reason everything should cost money. We know where all the resources come from. Like why are we charging money for it? We could literally grow plants and it's free. And you can eat free herbs, free meat. Like capitalism is huh? that just because oh this costs money. Like like no, it doesn't cost money. You can go get the resources you need right now. You just are charging people right. for it. Nature doesn't say, Oh, give me this amount and I'll let you have my resources. No. Nature mother nature gives it out to those who need it. But because of your greed, you put a price and then when somebody can't pay that price you kick them to the curb which is why medicine is so expensive and which is why most people look down on homeless people why don't they just get a job you need a house for a job because they get and you kind of need to cash that check in at a bank and in order to have a account with a bank you need an address and if they're homeless they don't have one it's just like how um what was i about to say it's just like how money, right? If you think about it, money is literally a material object. Money, that's like saying I had a thousand, let's say I had a thousand gold bees and I was using that as currency. You know, I can, you know, you can, you can find bees anywhere. Why you find money anywhere? Anything can be a form of money. Like anything can be a form of money. Any, anything, if you have enough of that thing, anything can be money. Like just like how penny used to wait like used to cost way more back in the day and now exchange those very cost-worthy pennies for dollars yeah like you're mean to tell me i could back in it's some places you mean to tell me oh i could get this for what buttons, buttons? if i have like financial buttons to me like we should buttons? be trading low-key any as it's, just like, it's just like how the trail currency system works. It's about snack trading and trading on what you have as items. That's I was just about people. Like, um, just, have no problem giving to them, but I do have a problem, like low key giving them my money simply because they always spend it on drugs. I I never have a problem when a homeless person asks me for food. I'm always buying homeless people food around here. They they kind of the other day. <laughs> as a as a person like as a person who has a history with substance abuse i totally get it like people are very reluctant to give people that they know has a or that they suspect or you know that like has a history with that side and it's completely it's completely understandable it's like you know you want this person to better I'm themselves i'm not going to give you something for you to kill yourself in the end with like i want you to live if you want something i'll pay for you to get a meal or something to drink something so that you can better your life. right side you can't help someone that right. doesn't want to be helped right like if they don't want to get help i was like all right fine that's cool but you won't make like, you won't contribute. feel bad for it either and that's completely okay but I right. feel like that people have like this hero complex when it comes to like people with mm-hmm. addictions. Like they, 
I have this need to like want to save yeah. everyone. And it's like, right. well, if this person doesn't want to be saved, you can't I, force them to I get help. You like that. I used to, to think exist. that I could like help everyone somehow. I don't know why. I do the same thing. Some people like take it way too far and it's like, no, you're doing more damage than good. You can't force this some you can't force this person to accept your handouts if they don't want it. If they said they didn't want to stop, what more can you do but just sit back? Yeah. I'm not saying you have to watch them kill yourselves, but I'm not saying that you have to argue with them and fight with them back to back. And I feel really bad for people who have severed family connections or friend connections because they couldn't drop whatever they were on. I really right. feel these people. But you have to understand the, the the term the drugs like don't hurt me or the whatever doesn't hurt me, that's what they're designed for. They're not designed to hurt okay. you. They're designed to make yeah. you feel good. And under the surface, they're designed to slowly and silently kill you. Yeah, they're gonna make you feel good, but if you don't pay attention to it, it's going to be the reason. And I was talking to someone it. about this recently about how everyone is so okay with cigarettes and alcohol, but weed, <laughs> but weed is the problem to everyone these days. Like you won't see me overdosing okay. on marijuana. Like I'm kidding. Let me stop. You won't see me overdosing on marijuana. Yeah, I'll probably get a lung You're disease, disease liver disease, over ten, ten hours. Well, you know, I tried overdosing. But it never worked. People to attack things that really have no big like impact. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, smoking weed is bad for your lungs. Okay, but it doesn't turn them to tar like cigarettes do. Right. Ooh, like like, yeah, smoking weed is bad, and if you don't support it, that's cool, but what's the really bad thing that could happen? Would, like, like, yeah, sure, your lungs are being destroyed. Okay, all right, that's one con, but the pro to that is, it helps people yeah. with anxiety. Sleep. Yeah, it, we, I just know, it, it I just know anything can be addictive. If everyone has an addiction, it. no matter what you're doing, and, and Take too much of anything, it can kill you. Like whether it's your phone, whether it's media, whether it's alcohol, drugs, food, everyone has some sort of overindulgence that they go through. And they all look to something to and help them, them with that. Just same thing like that. down oh, on another. And I feel like, like, no, because conversation that really irks me is people who like, bully others for smoking like for vaping for like smoking mm -hmm. nicotine it's like oh yeah well catch me in 20 years when i'm flexing my healthy lungs i'm like why are y'all not checking up on these people do you realize that people smoke things or do things they know is bad for them because it's yeah. bad for them like they're doing this because they want to kill themselves in a way mm -hmm. that's not noticeable and you can't forget about peer pressure you gotta bring awareness to that as well like sitting here and it's like hey, you know like we're all doing it you should do it and they're just like it's not only peer pressure on it's them. also us being so young yeah. and our minds not being fully developed and it being ac accessible like having something like yeah it's like i feel like 
it mostly falls on the parents who don't properly explain as to why it's bad or why it's the grown-ups that are marketing this stuff for teens they're making flavors that they know we obviously like they're putting it in places that are near schools and able to get to you're making it so that your kids are gonna die you're not looking out for us you're trying to make money for doing for doing something that's right getting towards us and the only thing that i can say is like good right now is those don't vape ads like they're they're marketed towards teens they get our attention and they tell us to not vape and you know i remember those i remember growing up and seeing the ones with the cigarettes before they turned into vapes do you guys remember seeing the people with the holes in their neck from like this yeah I remember where his teeth fell out and he got like some really busted like dentures sent to him because all of his teeth fell out. And it was like smoking cigarettes can lead to like tooth loss or whatever. I was like, okay, I understand that. Bless you, baby. I understand that. But I don't know. Did you ever think that maybe they're doing it because they're trying to escape something? Like, I feel like people really don't understand that viewpoint. You think they're just doing it to be cool or whatever. Have you ever thought that maybe they're doing it because they want to slowly kill themselves? My grandma was telling me about um, how when she was younger, they would give out free packets of cigarettes. Like, what the hell is going on in our country? Why are you... You know, it's bad. It hurts like so like you're gonna you're gonna sit here and bully like you're gonna sit here and bully someone for having self-harm scars or call them attention seeking because they're like they're harming themselves but when they try to do things that don't cause bodily like visible bodily harm you're gonna bully them for that as well like there's no win-win you call them attention seeking if they cut themselves or whatever but you bully them for not having healthy lungs also, when they're right. baby with a lot no, of this right. it's the black community that struggles the most because we don't have the fundage for therapy we don't have any funding to actually or not to mention, black people don't like going to therapy. No, they don't. They don't like. Probably think that they have issues in the black community. They think that like talking about our problems is us being weak. It's us being weak or disrespect. Like we're not being strong black people by admitting that we have our mental health issues. And I think that's the strongest thing that a human can do is say that that we need help. When it comes to black yeah. men, because so much, so much, so much, so much is put on them, really. If you think about it, from their white counterparts, black men have the most stigma and stereotypes mm-hmm. around them. Literally, I was on the bus, right? One day I was on the school bus going home, and they were like, You're still a virgin at your oh. big age. you telling me 15 is a big age. Please be oh. so for real right okay, now. Pot. And you're a Christian. Nobody want to be fucking around like 15. Not everybody want to do that. I like at 15, you should just be, you know, minding your business. The fuck I want to fuck around 15 for? The fuck I look like? A but prostitute? No, it's, it's just so aggravating. Like, not judging 15 year olds that are having sex either. Yeah, there's no judge, but like, you can't force somebody no, to have sex around that age. Because, like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, which brings me back to the hormones. If someone wants to act on their hormones, okay, cool, good for them. If you don't, 
Why are you judging them? Shaming. Literally. Ezra slut shames me all the time. (laughs) It's hilarious because I've only had sex with two people in my life. And the first one was, you know, whatever. But the second one, I was in a committed relationship. Like, it's not like I was hoeing around. I don't know. Oh my god. Can we talk about misogynistic women um, though can we get heated like what to be accepted by the men so bad that they sound stupid they sound stupid and but it's the little boys that are listening to them that try to them it's giving it's giving like you want a you want a bimbo you want you want a you want a dumb bimbo that's what you want you want a woman who is a yes man and most likely to be your punching bag in about 30 years that's it's literally giving andrew tate is giving andrew tate on a such no, a high level when these guys find a dumb bimbo then all they say is she's a dumb bimbo like what the hell do you want you're gonna degrade the woman that's the only woman that wants to be with you now you're gay you're gay right. like because they want to attack you're, you're gay yeah they want to attack women for like you know showing off their body and being dumb. It's like, oh, you're just a slut. Oh, you want a sex? Da 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 da. Where's your education? But then turn around and also attack the women who are intelligent and don't show off their bodies and are modest in some way. But in the same breath, also attack women who show off their bodies, who know their worth, but I was isn't watching, easy to get. I was. It was the middle of the night right. one night. I was watching these TikToks y'all don't come at me i'm bi okay these girls they were shaking they were shaking ass and i was looking right i come down the comments this guy's like this is all you have to show for yourself and i was like um are you gay like why are you in these comments like if you don't want to see a woman who is confident enough to show her body then leave and if you don't you don't want to see literally oh you want to see it for free was like no no the argument is like, oh, you're wearing that, but get mad when someone like reacts. So I was like, yeah, I'm wearing it for me. If I wanted your attention, though, you think I would have reacted the way I did when you came exactly. on? To like me. some days, honestly, I don't. Like- if I wanted to hit on me, I would not have acted aggressively to your. Some days advances. I go out looking attractive because I do want the attention. I feel like it, and I'm never mad when I get the attention. Like. So don't you think if it's wanted attention, I wouldn't be rejecting it? Like I feel like they don't use that common sense, that logical thinking. Like I don't know. If you don't want to be sexualized, you wouldn't be like. I don't know. I don't know how to explain myself. I'm tired. I'm getting angry. I don't want to be sexualized. Why are you wearing that? I was like, cause I like it. It makes me look good. I like the way I look in it. I'm wearing it because I like wearing cute things. I like wearing sexy things. I like wearing things that make my body look yeah, like good. Yeah, like make me feel good. Like, yeah, if I wanted the attention you're giving me, I would not. I wouldn't have reacted all aggressive and exactly. defensive. Exactly. Like I'm being threatened. Right. Obviously, if I wanted the attention, I would not be rejecting like, you. Right think now. about the response, right. not what you meant or what the other person was trying to get at the response that the person gave is what you need to be focused on woman's upset that means she didn't want that attention point blank period right um anyways we're gonna 
and the podcast room. Um, okay, do you want to do our outro? Yeah, I want to do our outro. Anyway, bye guys. Thank you for coming here with us. We'll bye. see you next time on next podcast. We will be talking about, well, we're going to have another guest and they're going to touch on a different subject for us. But bye guys. Talk to you next time. Bye. bye. Oh, listening. Oh. <laughs> bye. He was just listening to the Three Witches podcast. <laughs>